unreasonable. That's right. She went on a multi, multi-million dollar real estate shopping spree. None other than Patrice Con Colors decided to buy a $1.4 million home in the secluded area of none other than Los Angeles, where it turns out that the population, the minority population, is about 22% of said population within Los Angeles. And, uh, oh, by the way, African Americans make up about 1.28% of that population of the county that she decided to purchase the home in. But fear not, she decided to purchase about three or four other homes worth at least $500,000, upwards of $1.4 million in other communities that are solidly Caucasian. So the Black Lives... <laughs> this is just so... It's so stupid. It's so... I can't even tell you that the utter hypocrisy in this story is ridiculous. If this idiot really was for all the cause. Don't you think if she spent $1.4 million on a home, and this is, by the way, before anybody calls up and says, oh my God, you're a liar, the, the author of this article is none other than Jonathan Turley, and it is on his website, jonathanturley.org. And by the way, it's true. I'm sorry to tell you because you know why I know this story is true? Because Facebook censors this story all the time. And if Facebook is censoring this story, then you know this story has legs. Because Facebook is none other than a globalist mouthpiece and globalist censorship organ. That's all it is. So this idiot, uh, Patrice Khan Colors. She buys millions, millions of dollars worth of real estate. And nobody... Oh, I'm sorry. It wasn't 1.28% black population. It was 1.4. Excuse me. I was, I was off by one point... Uh, no, I'm sorry. I was off by 0.12%. Uh, 1.4% of the black... <laughs> so, okay. So, let's, let's take this in another direction. If this person... If this person is so down with the cause, don't you think that she might have taken the money that uh, she spent on the homes and maybe, just maybe, buy up real estate in areas that are low income, which therefore would allow her to build up the community which would therefore allow her to revitalize the areas that maybe, just maybe, have been suffering. But no, instead she tries, <laughs> and successfully, she, <laughs> she uses the money that people donated to Black Lives Matter. And by the way, <laughs> let's be honest, I brought this up plenty of times. If you donated to Black Lives Matter, the money went to the Democrat Party. So it's a money laundering operation, right? You donate to Black Lives Matter because you feel bad for people. And by nature, the human being is an empathetic soul. We want to help people. We don't ever want to see anybody downtrodden 
or we don't ever want to see anybody having a rough time. If we can afford it or if we can help in some way, of course we're going to try to make somebody's life better. You know, so Black Lives Matter. Oh my God, of course, I, I, I Black Lives do matter. Of course they do. Name one person that says that Black Lives don't matter. And it's an idiotic statement. Of course, everybody's lives matter. Black lives matter. Asian lives matter. Everybody, uh, 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 Punjabi lives matter. Everybody's life matters. Let's get over it, okay? Let's stop it. Now, in the past, there have been some awful, awful things that have occurred. Clearly, within the United States, you can't deny that. I mean, it's in the Constitution, three-fifths. I mean, that's... That's a pretty bad thing. I mean, you can't get rid of the three-fifths clause where every three slaves... How did it go? Uh, every three slaves counted as a fifth of, the, of a person. I didn't do the research on it, so I don't have the prep for it. But, you know, it's, it's bad. You can't get around the fact that the foundations of this country and most of the Western world is based on awful things. The West did some horrible things to a lot of people, particularly a lot of those people in Africa. I mean, you can't get around it. I'm sorry. At the same time, you can't have morons like Miss Patrice Con Cullors go on real estate shopping sprees and then say that she's down with the cause. <laughs> she's an idiot. She's a professed Marxist. She is a communist. I mean, it's, it's just there. And you people just... Go, well, I shouldn't say. If you listen to me and you agree with me, you don't. But, I mean, the, the thing is that these people, these altruistic, holier-than-thou, overly pious Democrats that come out there and say, Oh, gosh, we need to help everybody. They've got no problem shifting money over to... Uh, what's her face? I can't even remember her name now. What's her name? Con Colors. They no problem shifting money over to her because she did her job during the 2020 election cycle by getting Orange Man bad unelected. So the Democrats gave her a few million and she could do what she wants. And she did do what she wants by buying a whole bunch of real estate. <laughs> oh my god, it's just such a sham. It is such a sham. And most of these people, most of the people out there, they believe it. They believe it. They believe that if they donate money to Black Lives Matter, it actually goes to helping a social cause. It doesn't. The website that you're taken to is Act Blue, which is nothing more than a Democrat-run political action committee which donates the money however it sees fit, and in this case, it donates the money to none other than Kamala Harris or, you know, the decrepit Joseph Biden. No, it's just so stupid. And all of you be, oh, God, we gotta get rid of fascism. Well, you got fascism now, you dope. All you did was elect Biden. Biden could not be the any more of an epitome of an old fart of an old white guy with guess what a female person of color as his number two to take the orders i mean come on <laughs> kamala harris please kamala harris is so well invested in chapstick and knee pads that she doesn't have to work another day in her life 
That's the way she got to the positions that she's in. Just ask Willie Brown from California. So none other than uh, the mental midget, Maxine Waters. I mean, oh, God, I hate Maxine Waters. I mean, I'm on the I'm in media and I can't say icky things too much. We could say that we don't like somebody. We could say we hate somebody. But we never actually want any sort of physical uh, ickiness happen to somebody. We have strong feelings about people. We just wish that it would go away. Not that they would actually like keel over and die or something like that. So Maxine Waters. Now, just I just want, I'm going to read this story. But I want you to picture a Trump person, a Trump supporter or a, a member of Congress that supports Trump doing the same thing. That this Mensa member, this mental midget Maxine Waters, I can't stand this idiot, doing right now. So this is being reported from SarahACarter.com. And uh, Douglas Braff wrote this story. And, uh, well, let me tell you something about Miss Waters. Miss Waters decided to go outside of her state... And do you know what Miss Waters did? Why, good gracious, Miss Waters essentially called for an insurrection. Whoa! <laughs> Miss Waters, Democrat from California, decided to go to Minnesota. Good gracious, why would a Californian member of Congress go to Minnesota. Why? Miss Waters was there saying that I'm... <laughs> I mean, this is so... I, it's so stupid that you can't help but laugh at it. Protesters got to stay on the street and get more active, more confrontational, because she's, she's out there and she's saying horrible things about the uh, the murder that happened in Minneapolis, Minnesota. They've got to know that we mean business. I'm not happy that we talked about police reform for so long. We're looking for a guilty verdict. And she's referring to former police officer Derek Chauvin. Now, I brought up on this show the amount of discrepancies that Mr. Chauvin uh, that the that the George Floyd murder has on videotape. In some tapes, uh, they have uh, dotted lines across the street. In some tapes, they don't. Uh, there's a whole bunch of missing time. The coroner has summarily said that Mr. Floyd died from an essentially an overdose. Uh, Mr. George Floyd had a lot of fentanyl in his system. And he died because of that. And the Democrats are arguing, well, this person was just doing fentanyl. And if the cops didn't assault him, then the fentanyl wouldn't have had that adverse reaction in his system. <laughs> the guy's talked up on opioids. I mean, what do you want? <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, Miss Waters continues in her brilliant stance. And we're looking to see... If all the talk that took place and has been taking place after they saw what happened to George Floyd, if nothing does not happen. Okay, let's take that little fragment of a sentence right there. If nothing does not happen, meaning 
if something does happen. That means if nothing happens and if something does happen. She's using legal LSAT nonsense on you to try and confuse you. If nothing does not happen, in other words, if something happens, then we know that we've got to not only stay on the streets, meaning we've got to stay on the streets, but we've got to fight for justice. Well, Miss Waters, we all have a differing sense of what justice could really be. If we don't, Miss Waters says, we cannot go away. We've got to stay on the streets. Now, could you imagine if a pro-Trump member of Congress went to another state, left their state, to essentially say we've got to create riots because no matter what happens, whether the person is found guilty or innocent, we have got to be on the streets. Could you imagine the field day that the media would have with this? Could you imagine the field day that the globalists would have with all of this? You can, and so could I, because it is the utter hypocrisy that we are living in as a nation. Do you, did you ever see what members of the new Black Panther Party look like? They're decked out in all black with red berets, sunglasses, masks, so you can't tell who they are. And oddly enough, they have the vaunted assault rifle strewn across their chest with what looks like in the pictures magazines that hold more than eight rounds. Where is the media outrage because of that? How come nobody is saying anything about this? And it is because we live in a biased society. And the the society that we're fighting against here on Cafe American Radio is the society of utter and irrefutable hypocrisy. the Cafe American Radio Show here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. I am your host, Chris Michaels, and we talk about current events and anything else that decides to leak out of my mind because I am brilliant, brilliant with a B. I am usually about three to four months ahead of the curve 
and uh, a lot of people hate me. This is probably the most hated radio show here on WUSB, but that's okay uh, because I know where I stand and I have conviction when I speak because I don't speak out of my posterior. I actually make well thought out, brilliant conclusions to news stories that many people are being hoodwinked by. Uh, Also, uh, I have a wonderful speaking voice. I have the voice of a thousand angels. And who else would you rather speak to than none other than your host, Chris Michaels, here on WUSB 90.1? Now, I've been told that uh, there are, there could be a radiothon going on. There could not be a radiothon going on. So I don't know. Uh, but I will say this. We will always take your money. If you want to give us a load of money, we will take it. Because you're never going to hear any sort of broadcasting on any other channel than you do here on WUSB 90.1 FM. And I always, always, always make my affirmation. If you donate or if you bundle $10,000, you will never, ever, ever hear my vocal cords grace the airwaves of 90.1 WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. How many times can I say 90.1? you got to listen to it. So, we were talking about the mental midget uh, Maxine Waters and the whole thing with Black Lives Matter. Now, let me tell you something about Black Lives Matter. It turns out that, well, let me start in another way. We've all heard the people that come out and they say that uh, we've all of a sudden have a sudden rash of Asian hate crimes. Well, the most recent Asian hate crime happened to have been uh, executed by none other than a Black Lives Matter activist in Seattle. And this is being reported by Summit News. Pamela Cole was the Asian that was assaulted, and she was interviewed by KIRO7 News about her experience that occurred on March 16th. And the moment that uh, a person, Black Lives Matter activist of a certain racial, racial background and ethnicity, the moment he made eye contact with me, he stopped, opens his door, and he's screaming, F you, you Asian B, F you. And I was in complete shock. Are you talking to me, Miss Cole said. I just felt so defenseless, so helpless. And you know, as a mother... All we want to do is take care of our children and protect them. Hammer, the person that assaulted her, is accused of committing a similar hate crime two days earlier, meaning another hate crime against Asian people, where he cut off two Asian women in a vehicle. The vehicle had a dashboard cam, which enabled authorities to identify Mr. Hamner. And uh, it turns out that, oh, Gosh, most of the news stories that you're seeing about Asian hate crimes happen to come from, or those hate crimes happen happen to have been caused by members of a certain ethnicity. Now, how come Black Lives Matter doesn't answer for that? How come CNN 
doesn't question those stories? How come CNN doesn't delve into the racial issues that this country is currently experiencing? How come CNN doesn't ask questions from the African-American community? How come a lot of these Asian hate crimes happen to have been caused by African-Americans? And we will get into that in the next segment because Project Veritas owner James O'Keefe, who summarily got permanently banned from Twitter, exposed CNN and the CIA propaganda that is being perpetrated upon this country in monumental, monumental, outrageous amounts. Constantly, day in and day out. It's 8.45 here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. Tens of the hour here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. This is the Cafe American radio show where we talk about current events and politics, where you learn how to hate your host, the most hated show on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM because we do not tow the Democrat liberal globalist mindset. And we were beating up on none other than the idiot Maxine Waters. Have you ever heard Maxine Waters actually speak? And she she just, oh my God, she's and she's just so stupid. Like, you just look at her and you go, how did you get elected? How do you give a speech? You're so stupid. I, just absolutely moronic. And she does things to create societal discord, such as what she did in Minnesota. She went out there, left her state to say that people should not get off of the streets and they should continue to riot, riot, not protest, riot, until or if there even isn't a result in the court case that she is against. And miraculously... Guess what happens after Maxine Waters urged people to, quote unquote, get more confrontational, a Minnesota National Guard and Minnesota police team, they were targeted in a Saturday morning drive by. Could you imagine if a Trump supporter, a Trumpist member of Congress did this and their sudden travel to another state caused a drive-by against members of Democrat of the Democrat Party. Could you imagine what would happen? The media would be apoplectic. If that's even a word, apoplectic. Sorry. <laughs> it's late. What do you want from me? It's a Sunday night. We do this in our spare time. <laughs> we do this in our spare time. This isn't our full-time job. Now, if you're paying me to do something like this, like broadcasting for two hours a day, uh, then we would uh, perhaps have a little bit more professionalism. But until then, this is what you get. (laughs) And that is why you should donate at least $10,000 to WUSB uh, 90.1 FM, WUSB.FM, because you could remove me from the airwaves permanently if you donate or bundle (laughs) $10,000. 
Anyway, Maxine Waters decided to be an idiot. She said, uh, I, we don't rest. So at 4.19 a.m., a light-colored SUV drove and unloaded uh, uh, against a whole bunch of officers. And uh, this, is, this is just another example. I bring this up as another example of the utter hypocrisy, the utter astronomically asinine let's see how much more alliteration i can get into this the utterly astronomically asinine uh i can't think of another a word idiotic methods that the democrats go about winning their elections or in this case if they're funded by internationalists or foreign entities like george soros they're going to start doing things like this because oddly enough i mean let's think about this on a grand scale right so what do we have we have the world clamped down we the world is wearing face masks uh you know oh we gotta wear a mask and we've got the world being forced to stay in their homes and for the most part if you read media from other countries for the most part they're all doing about the same thing they're all forcing their citizens to stay in their homes. If they leave their homes, they're going to get taxed or fined, arrested, so on and so forth. Except for Africa. For some reason, uh, the globalists have not touched Africa. And, uh, and the United States in the Western world is the remaining outpost against all of these COVID restrictions and this COVID idiocy, the COVID idiots, as I like to call them. So why are the Democrats all of a sudden making all of this stuff bubble to the surface? Because what they're trying to do, I mean, and it's not even the Democrats, right? The Democrats are stupid. The Democrats don't care. They don't care any more than Republicans care. They care which way the money comes from. And in this case, the money is coming from foreign, is coming from foreign entities and the globalists, because what they want to do is they want to break down the American society. They want to make sure that America is allowed to become into the fold of the Western world. They want America to start to look like the European Union, where, oh gosh, you've elected your state officials. Oh goodness, you've elected your country officials, but it doesn't really matter because the European Union is the one that makes the rules. The European Parliament is the one that makes the rules. It doesn't matter if you've elected Macron or Boris Johnson in England. What really matters is who is pushed forward to the European Union, what kind of rules are made into the European Union, and how are those rules implemented into the member states of the European Union. The United States is the only country that is fighting against this, and because of the way the Constitution is created, where we have a federalist kind of system, this is a major thorn in the side of the globalists because they can't align the Western world until states like Florida and Texas, partially Arizona, uh, South Dakota, North Dakota, until all of those states are locked down and jackbooted into submission the Western globalist plan for the new world order will not take place.
It will not take place. So what the globalists and the Democrats, the globalists are working through the Democrats, right? So you've got a whole bunch of rich elite that don't care what side you're on. They don't care if you're Republican. They don't care if you're right for life, Green Party, Republican, Democrat. They don't care. None of it matters. We'll give money to whoever is in power just to make sure our policies are created and enforced. In this case, the Democrats are in power because they had a wonderful propaganda machine throughout 2020 where Russians invaded the system. We've got COVID. We've got all sorts of stuff that Democrats are pumping out there. And the, one, of the, one of the nonsensical arguments that, well, partially nonsensical because I see their point, is defund the police, right? The Democrats are, they hinged their 2020 election cycle on defund the police, Black Lives Matter, and Antifa. And the whole thing, we don't know, we don't have any sort of association with Antifa. Of course you do. Antifa is the militant arm of the leftist radicals, which is the Democrat Party and Black Lives Matter and other organizations associated with the two. Right. Black Lives Matter is the financial arm of the Democrat Party. Antifa is the militant arm of the Democrat Party. Ultimately, those two organizations pay homage to foreign capital. Right. They're working through the Democrats, the foreign capital, the George Soros's, the Hungarians, the Saudis, whatever. Doesn't matter. Israelis, you get the idea. The Crown of England, they pump money into the Democrats. The Democrats then fund Antifa and Black Lives Matter to push through these policies that the globalists want. That's how it all works. It's all money laundering operation. Right. And then and everybody could say, well, I don't know anything about Antifa. And then we wash our hands of it because Antifa only works at night with masks. So we can't possibly identify people. Right. So Black Lives Matter. I mean, I, well, that's another organization that's associated with all this. But the idea of defund the police, which Black Lives Matter was all about and pushed and pushed and pushed. Democrats, according to The Hill, are mortified about this whole catchphrase of defund the police because defund the police means there is a lot of pushback against the idea of living in a safe community. <laughs> How could the Democrats be so stupid? I mean, God almighty. Oh. You have an argument. You have an argument that, okay, we want law and order. We want to be able to take our children to school. We want to be able to raise our families in a way that we feel safe. Or we want to defund the police. Donald Trump made a brilliant argument, a logical argument against this. And the media just said, oh, Donald Trump's a fascist. Really? <laughs> but no, 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 we're going to defund the police. It's stupid. I mean, that's not to say that the police have been altruistic and have been the most honest organization on the planet. We all know the blue wall of silence, and we all know to take that with a grain of salt. However, The Hill has been reporting that some officials blame those losses from the House and the Senate races to the defund the police movement. And Republicans believe that the defund the police narrative is a political gift to them. And they can use that to win over swing voters to energize the elections. So a veteran Democrat strategist, James Carville, known as the Skull, because he looks like 
a decrepit, morbid, uh, eye-sunken drug addict. Uh, He goes, I mean, this defund the police was just a terrible drag on the Democrat Party. It really was. Don't kid yourself. And he was, I mean, this is being reported by The Hill, but he was interviewed by the Weekly Standard. So obviously the skull, James Carville, could read the writing on the wall and see that defund the police may not be the best election 2022 strategy that we could be... (laughs) I don't see how the Democrats got out of it. It's the dumbest thing on the planet. It's 9.02 here on WUSB Stony Brook. This is your host, Chris Michaels. We're here every other Sunday, good God almighty, from 8 to 10 p.m. Na, 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 are your peaches fuzzy? And if you listen to this radio show, your peaches are fuzzy, and as a matter of fact. So, as always, you know, it's tough. It's tough, because as a... As a broadcast professional... We try to talk about current events, but at the time, at the same time, someone like me, I'm a very lovable fuzzball. I'm as deep as an ocean. I have so many layers, onions are jealous, that I don't like to talk about negative things outside of this radio show and outside of my podcast. And by the way, if you want to listen to my podcasts, you can go to Last Call with Chris Michaels on Spotify, uh, Anchor. Apple Podcasts, and you can listen to my daily podcasts over there. They're about 10 to 15 minutes. I try to keep it into that time because I don't want to... It, it takes about three to four times the amount of time uh, to prep as it does to actually broadcast. So you can kind of do the math on your own. So two hours actually takes four to six hours to prep. Ten minutes to fifteen minutes actually takes an hour to an hour and a half to prep. So I I don't have all the time in the world. I've got a day job, and until somebody is going to pay me to shut up and tell and tell me to talk about what they want me to talk about, this is just what you're stuck with. That's just the way it is. So you can listen to me on Last Call with Chris Michaels, as I said, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and and so on and so forth. I'm in the process of setting up my Twitter. And uh, a as as always, you have to set up an Instagram. I, I, just, I if I could hire somebody to take care of my social media because I don't give a damn about it, I would. I mean, even my personal social media because I just don't care about it's. It's sad to say, but I don't care about. I want to post these things, but I just don't have the mental fortitude and the energy to give a damn about any of this stuff. And I know. You don't get anywhere without social media. It's so stupid. It's so I, I'm brilliant. You should just listen to me and my beautiful voice and not worry about my social media. And you should just give me money for that more than anything else. So as always, we have to go into the negative. In the last hour, we generally focus on COVID and the nonsense restrictions that we're forced to be <sighs> dealing with. 
So, none other than the four-eyed, hook-nosed, little twerp, Dr. Fauci. I hate Dr. Fauci. Like I said earlier, he doesn't have to die, but he should go away somewhere so that no one can ever hear him again. He's an agent of discord. All the Democrats out there, they absolutely love him. He was the penultimate, the pillar of reason and science all throughout Orange Man Bad's 2020 year. I mean, listen, do you, for all the Democrats out there listening to this show, do you actually read what Dr. Fauci says? Because if you did, you'd be dizzy. You would need Dramamine to read the transcripts of what Dr. Fauci actually tells you what to do. Because he talks out of both sides of his mouth. He's got a silver tongue. He speaks with a forked tongue. Okay? His daughter works for Twitter. Okay. If you have any other thoughts as to where Dr. Fauci's allegiances lie, it is toward the globalists. It is towards the Democrats. That's why he was grilled this week by Jim Jordans. And Dr. Fauci, oh, I'm so sorry, Dr. Fauci. You were upset because someone actually tried to hold your feet to the fire until the idiotic Maxine Waters, who belongs to the brain-dead losers and morons organization, BLM, until she stopped you from asking questions and trying to hold Dr. Fauci accountable. Dr. Fauci throughout 2020 said that, oh my gosh, Trump rallies are super spreader events. But in 2021, a scant five months later, when Dr. Fauci is asked about the crisis at the border, yes, the crisis at the border, President, uh, what's his face? Oh, Biden, I'm sorry, President Biden, because Obama is involved in this, Biden. Oh, Biden. (laughs) Obama, Biden, Harris. Okay. The real, the real levels to this is Obama is in charge, Harris is in charge, and Biden is the one that signs his ass to all the checks. That's it. That's how this administration is working. Okay. There's no other way this works. So. Fauci goes out there. Fauci is the one that says, oh, well, we need two masks. Oh, well, no masks really count because it doesn't matter if you wear a mask. And then it was one mask and then it was two masks. And then, well, you know, you may have a point with three masks. And then Dr. Fauci was, well, let's just say questioned by Mr. Jordans. He said, when is the time? Reaching the light at the end of the tunnel, ending COVID-19. When do Americans get their freedom back? We had 15 days to slow the spread, and that turned into a year of lost liberties. And Dr. Fauci, in his haughty, overly pious, smug response, said, when we get the level of infection in this country low enough, that it is not really a high threat. So let me interpret it. Let me interpret that for you. Let me interpret that response. BS. 
BS. It is gray. It is vague. There are no definitive timetables. And why would you expect a definitive timetable from somebody like Dr. Fauci, who was photographed with people like the Rockefellers, the Rothschilds, and other members of the World Health Organization? This person, Dr. Fauci, is a gray character. By the way, Dr. Fauci earns $417,000 a year in taxpayer money because he belongs to the federal government. He is one of the bureaucrats that are paid with your tax dollars. $417,000 a year. He makes almost half a million dollars a year off of your back, off of your misery, and this person will not give you a definitive metric to say when Americans can go back to living as normal. And he will not give you any sort of indication of when we are on the right path as Americans. The Ohio Republican Jim Jordans asked further, what is low enough? Give me a number. What metrics, measures, what has to happen before Americans get their freedom back? And of course, Dr. Fauci tap dances, doesn't answer the question and says to get to the level of infection in this country low, that it is no longer a threat. Well, what does that mean? What does that mean? Is the threat, according to Dr. Fauci and the globalists and the Democrats, zero? Are you trying to get the American population positive COVID case level at 0%, which is a statistical impossibility because you could never reach 0%. You can reach 0% as fast as you can reach 101%. Both are statistical anomalies. They are both statistical impossibilities. You will never reach 100% and you will never reach anything beyond 101%. You'll never reach anything beyond 100%. Dr. Fauci is beholden to the pharmaceutical industry. He's beholden to the globalists. He has another agenda and that agenda has everything to do with subjugating the American population to conform to the next globalist agenda in 2021. So before this segment, we were talking about COVID-19 and how Dr. Fauci was speaking out of both sides of his mouth. I preferred it spelled Dr. Fauci, D-R period, F-A-U-X-C-I, as in he is a faux doctor. Dr. Fauci said that he doesn't have time, and it is beyond the scope of his responsibilities to visit the border of the United States. And nobody, I, I don't understand why people would expect me to go down there and what they want me to do about it. Well, you spent 2020 going around saying that every single Trump rally was a super spreader event. Why don't you go to the border and figure out why that isn't a super spreader event, Dr. Fauci? You fool. I, I can't, uh, Dr. Fauci, you people. You people out there have to start holding Dr. Fauci accountable because he is an agent of discord. He doesn't come across as any, in any way, he doesn't come across 
as respectable, as trustworthy. He comes out there to promote the agenda on behalf of the globalists because it doesn't matter. He makes $417,000 a year of taxpayer money. He doesn't care. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care about your livelihood. He even went out there and said that his concern wasn't about freedoms. His concern was about life and whether or not life was sustained. I'm sorry, but this is what you people on the Democrat side and the globalist side must understand as I clap into the mic. (laughs) You have to understand the essence of what it is to be free. The government does not allow you to be free. You are inherently free. You could wake up in the morning. You could feel like a pile of feces. But guess what? You're free. You could wake up in the morning and say, F the man. But guess what? You're free. You can do what you want. You can go out to Montauk. You can go to New York City. You can go to California. You can go to Australia. Wherever you want to go. You are inherently free. And the hoodwinking that has gone on throughout 2020 and throughout 2021 is that the Democrats and the supposed intellectualists and the learned folks within the ivory towers of logic and reason, they have somehow misconstrued what it is to be free within the United States. And let me tell you the difference. You are not granted freedoms from the government. You are inherently free. It is the government's responsibility to uphold and maintain your freedom. The government is supposed to be the bulwark and and the guardian against any infringement of your freedom, if you want to own a gun, if you want to uh, relieve yourself on the sidewalk, it is your freedom to do that. If you don't want to wear a mask without proper science, then it is up to you to make that decision, as in the cases of Florida and Texas, partially Arizona. The government upholds your freedom. The government does not grant you your freedom. Understand that. There is a huge difference. And the globalists, the Democrats, and the media have made you believe that the government grants you your freedom thanks to COVID. And that's not the case. That is not the case. And once you understand the fallacies of that logical argument, then all of a sudden, everything comes crumbling down. You see the wizard behind the curtain. Because all of a sudden, we start to see something that is extremely disturbing. We start to see an agenda. An agenda that has played to 
our emotions and not to our logic. An agenda that used a logical argument to manipulate our emotions. Even though that logical argument is full of holes. All you have to do is look at the science behind, not even the science, because the science is manipulated. All you have to do is look at the math behind all of this. Look at the math behind all, look at the math behind COVID. Look at the math behind COVID deaths and positive COVID cases. It's all nonsense. It's all smoke and mirrors. And look at the math behind all of a sudden all of these mutant COVID strains that pop up out of nowhere. Oh, good heavens. We must, according to Pfizer, according to the CEO of Pfizer, gosh, we're going to need a third dose of a COVID vaccine. Are you kidding me? We had the first dose, and I would... Now, this isn't the... Uh, this isn't the opinion of this fine network. This is the opinion of your ahead of the curve coast, uh, coast host. <laughs> Too much alliteration. That these quote unquote vaccines are nothing more than gene therapy platforms that can be manipulated at a moment's notice. Think about it. You need a COVID vaccine in step one. Oh, then you need the follow-up. And they manipulate your mRNA. Right? Doesn't make sense, does it? Oh, and then the, the Pfizer CEO comes out and says, oh, we're going to need, gosh, a third inoculation to combat COVID-19. Wow. All for something that basically, if you are under the age of 80, you have a 99.97% chance of recovering from. It may be a horrible time. You may not enjoy the experience, but you will get over it 99.97% of the time. And oddly enough, you've got about a 95% chance of getting an adverse reaction from the vaccines. So why would I get a vaccine that has a 5% chance of giving me something horrible to deal with rather than a supposed scourge of humanity that gives me a 0.03% chance of failure where I can recover 99.97% of the time and develop the antibodies for it. And uh, here we go again. Oh, gosh. We've got variant strains. Well, it turns out that these variant strains, according to the CDC, have a 99% chance or 99% compatibility rating with the original COVID-19 uh, strain. Which means that about 1% of these COVID COVID strains that are out there, the Kent strain, so on and so all these double strains, these double variants that are out there, they match COVID-19 99% of the time. And according to Rand Paul, the person that has the soggy possum on his head, 
And he referenced an NIH.gov article that said that if you have immunity to COVID-19, guess what? Your antibodies recognize all other COVID strains, which means that all of these different strains from Kent and these double variants from California are recognized by your body and are easily countered by your own immune system, which means that potentially the vaccines could be irrelevant, according to uh, Dr. Rand Paul, with the soggy possum on his head. So what's going on here? It looks like, to me, a money grab on behalf of the pharmaceutical industry. If we're going down darker paths, it looks like something else is going on. It looks like the clampdown on the American, not even the Americans, the human populace. Vaccine passports. You can't get anywhere unless we know if you've tested negative or if you've gotten your vaccine. By the way, even if you get a vaccine, you still have to wear a mask. You still have to social distance. You still could catch COVID. And by the way, you still could infect others. So what's the point of getting a vaccine? And also a neat little statistic brought to us by none other than... I should say, I believe, as I quickly shuffle through this so we don't have any dead air. Oh my goodness gracious, here we are. I do declare that, uh, no, that's not the right article. So, the right, the correct article, uh, is... Here we are, coming up, it's 9.30 here on WUSB's 90.1 FM, that uh, according to this news organization that the article is really lengthy on and the website that I'm mirroring this from doesn't decide to tell me. Oh, this is just stupid. Oh, this idiot. He doesn't He doesn't give the correct post. But anyway, he doesn't link to the right thing, but you can find it on davidike.com. And this particular article references Gibraltar and the vaccine massacre. So if you don't know where Gibraltar is, it is that little itty-bitty pinch between Spain, Portugal, and North Africa. <coughs> COVID! As I sneeze into my mask. Off the mic, so no one has to worry about uh, spreading COVID. Uh, Basically, what this article says is that the variant strains of COVID do not, do not make themselves apparent until the mass vaccination, vaccination programs become prevalent. So what this article argues is that Once people are injected with these gene therapy programs, vaccines, they suddenly become emitters, antennas of these quote-unquote variant COVID strains. In other words, you get injected with the vaccine, an altered state of COVID suddenly emits itself from you. 
based upon your DNA. And then lo and behold, we have other variant COVID strains that are totally and unremittingly the new scourges across these United States and the Western countries. It is 9.32 here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. I am your host, Chris Michaels. We talk about politics. We talk about it in real time. We talk about it on live radio because we do nothing of the short as broadcast professionals. And so if we sometimes mess up during our broadcast, then you know that it is live. And uh, there are rumors that the Radiothon could be going on, might not be going on. I don't know. All I do know is that you can head over on to WUSB.FM and donate $10,000 or say that you're going to donate $10,000 because you bundled it with some other group of malcontents to get my ass kicked off of this broadcast station. That's right. I said it before. I'll say it again. If you people can somehow come up with $10,000, and I know, I know for a fact that all of the people that live in uh, Strong's Neck and uh, Nessaquag and Port Jeff and whatever. All of you people that work for Renaissance, all the big-time Democrats on the Jim Simon side, I know that $10,000 is a rounding error to you folks. So there's no problem. <laughs> you could donate that tonight, right now, to get me kicked off of the air. But you won't because you're cowards. So... <laughs> So I will continue to broadcast, as I have been doing for almost seven years. And the reason why I continue to broadcast on WUSB is because WUSB is the home of thought and honest-to-God intellectual debate for the most part. If you come onto my show, I have no problem talking to you. I'm not going to shout you down. If a hardcore democrat that uh, let's just take for example a hardcore democrat and lawyer within Nassau County that somehow supports uh the uh oh, oh what is it? The Tesla Museum out in Wading River wants to come onto this program. Then I have no problem bringing him onto this program. Now he is a covidiot through and through. Uh, he doesn't do any research. He does. He just believes the propaganda from Rachel Maddow and Lawrence O'Donnell from MSNBC. But, you know, if he wants to come on here or if he wants to call, I'd be more than happy to have him. And I'd be a gracious host. I mean, he wants to go and talk to me. Wow. Of all the people. And give WUSB and uh, uh, the audience of WUSB an honest to God debate. Maybe that he can shut me up. But he won't do that because he's a coward. So, continuing along the idea of something more afoot occurring with COVID and these vaccines. California, Orange County, and this is according to the Epic Times, plans to launch a pilot program for a digital CCP, I mean, they're editorializing here, right? They're, they Essentially, they want to come up with a vaccine passport. The digital passport enables individuals, and this is according to a California Orange County officials, 
to participate safely and with a, with a peace of mind in activities that involve interactions with other people, including travel, attractions, conferences, meetings, concerts, sports, schools, and more. Pardon the guttural er. Basically, what they're saying is, is that what we have told you, the illogical argument that the government grants you your inherent freedom will be restored to you for allowing us to en enroll you into a vaccine passport. And you, you, the lowly American citizen, U.S. citizen, not American citizen, there is a difference, U.S. citizen, should be grateful for that. Remember all of those freedoms you had prior to February of 2020? You should be grateful for your government granting you those freedoms. And don't you forget it. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Biden. I'm sorry, Ms. Harris. I'm sorry, Mr. Obama. And to some extent, Mr. Michelle Obama. These freedoms that every single American is granted is inherent, inalienable. The government does not grant us these freedoms. The government upholds those freedoms. And if the government is not doing its job in upholding those freedoms, then we need to start electing people that will recognize their position is, in fact, their job to uphold said freedoms. Continuing along, federal authorities don't move fast enough, according to California Public Health Officer Dr. Tomas Aragon. And he said developing such guidelines like a vaccine passport, we will come up with technical standards that will be expected really focusing on making sure that privacy is protected and that equity is protected. Really, you're creating a dual society, a caste system between those that wish to get vaccinated, quote unquote, and those that don't. You're coming up with a system of privacy where you create two forms of society where those that do not wish to get vaccinated are ostracized and cannot participate in the normal functions of the United States and social strata that were completely okay to participate in prior to February of 2020. But all of a sudden, you, you, California Public Officer Dr. Tomas Aragon, suddenly, suddenly are the distributors of inalienable rights. You, my good man, have nothing. You have nothing to say about whether I go out with or without a mask into the public. You've got nothing to say about that. You've got nothing to say on whether I can or cannot participate in normal social activities, whether I have a vaccine or not. Because you, sir, will be in violation of HIPAA, you cannot ask me whether or not I have a 
pre-existing condition. You cannot ask me whether or not I have a vaccination of a certain type, or in this case, a gene therapy platform injected into my immune system. You, sir, cannot determine whether or not my inalienable rights are upheld or distributed. If anything, you should be strewn and thrown into the gallows. It's 946 here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. Ten to the hour here on WUSB Stony Brook 90.1 FM. This is 90.1. Well, this is the Cafe American Radio Show. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. Uh, Somebody was desperately trying to give us a call. Uh, I picked up the phone numerous times and only heard a dial tone. So it wasn't me trying to hang up on you or trying to ignore you if you were a fan or somebody that was going to say I'm a reprehensible human being and I should be dragged off of the campus so we've got about six four minutes left-ish or so there's a lot more to do with covid one show i'm actually going into going to go into the grand conspiracy behind covid and all that stuff at least in my opinion of course not according to wusb 90.1 fm they are firmly in the camp of whatever dr fauci and the cdc and the biden administration says however i am a critical thinker and i uh well tend to go in other directions but before we leave i'm not going to go down that road thankfully to the director the director i'm sure is is counting their blessings right now um but project veritas James O'Keefe has been banned from Twitter permanently because James O'Keefe from Project Veritas has decided to release videos of the technical director from CNN where the technical director admitted through and through, his name is Charlie Chester, through and through that CNN engages in nothing more than propagandic propagandist nonsense i was gonna drop a a bs bomb here but being the broadcast professional that i am i didn't so he basically said that covid is nothing more than propaganda he basically said that cnn was responsible for getting donald trump unelected And it had nothing to do with the veracity of CNN's claims. He goes, I came to see... And by the way, Project Veritas set up this stooge uh, through Tinder. And uh, this girl... uh, Somebody's talking on the air here, so we're going to turn them down. So Tinder... Tinder basically said... uh, this This girl went on five dates with this clown... That he that she met through Tinder, and she and he goes, Trump's hand was shaking or whatever. I think we brought in so many medical people to tell a story that was all speculation. That we had that he has neurological damage, and he was losing it. He's unfit to you know whatever. We were creating a story there that we didn't know anything about. That's what I think. That's propaganda. Propaganda, Mr. Chester said. We would always show shots of him, Biden, jogging and that he's healthy, you know, and him in aviator shades. Uh, 
like you paint him as a young geriatric. So you get the idea of what's going on here. Mr. Chester, I'm going to paraphrase, Mr. Chester also said in Project Veritas that when CNN was posting the death totals as a ticker on the side of their broadcasts for COVID-19, that he, in a sadistic manner, was wishing that that statistic would raise higher and higher because it wasn't damaging Trump enough. So this person, this bottom of the barrel, lower than snail turds, individual, this intellectually enlightened individual from New York City, one of the people, the beacons of profound thought that works for CNN to fight fascism is nothing more than a stooge with his head up his ass trying to manipulate political opinion for his network's political end game. And that is an end game that focuses on the globalist agenda to subjugate this country because orange man is bad. And you dare not question the narrative that CNN is promoting. He even goes on to say that any sort of racial crimes that aren't committed by Caucasians, white folk, aren't reported. So if, like we have shown before, that a lot of these Asian hate crimes are perpetrated by members of a certain community within the United States that make up about 10% of the population, they CNN won't report it. But if that person that committed that hate crime against an Asian person or an African-American person happens to be white, CNN is all over it. Do you think that this is fair? Do you think this has anything to do with uniting the country after Biden's, I am sorry, Obama's, <laughs> I can't get it out, Obama and Harris's election? Of course not. Of course not. It has nothing to do with uniting this country. It has everything to do with creating discord in the same vein as none other than Dr. Fauci. So this is the Cafe American Radio Show. We're here every other Sunday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm your host, Chris Michaels. I will see you in two weeks. If you want to listen to me over the course of the week or uh, every week, you can listen to Last Call with Chris Michaels or Resonance, and I broadcast to you via onthewakeupradio.com. Until two weeks from now, enjoy.